Howdy, friends. This is Adam Ganser stopping by just to thank you so much for listening to us and all of our precious projects on the Small Beans Patreon. And if you have a couple extra bucks and haven't signed up for our $5 tier, I wanted to let you know there is some of the best entertainment anywhere on the internet just waiting for your listening pleasure. This includes episodes of I'll Show You Mine If You Show Me Yours, Spiel Boys, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and coming soon some very secret but very awesome projects we can't wait to show you. If you got the money and you feel like it, we'd sure love to have it. And thanks so much for listening to Small Beans. Lights! Camera! Action. We're shooting threes, just SMB. We're gonna watch and review film trilogies. It's all for laughs, so just sit back. We're gonna drop hella dimes on this podcast. This is Shooting Threes, and we are wrapping up Park Chan Wook's uh, Vengeance trilogy, unofficial trilogy. We just watched Lady Vengeance. Lady Vengeance, which um, I learned. In typing this in Amazon, it's not called Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. I also was like, I know it's like Lady Vengeance something. And when I typed in Park Chan-wook Lady Vengeance, I was waiting for like the title to autofill. It's just Lady Vengeance. But it's just Lady. I think Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance really fucked us up. It seemed like bookends, you know? The, and this one definitely felt like a bookend to Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah, we have it, Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance. Yeah. I think this also they're married. I am yes, I they're am like excited. Mr. and Mrs. Met. Ooh, and what a what a marriage with a lot of baggage from both partners. Yeah, I just want to say right out of the gate, because um, we just said the IMDb opened up. The poster for the film on IMDb absolutely rules. Yes, she's like she looks the, angelic. It's like Roman Catholic esque, right? Yeah, with like the tears. It like yeah, that she looks like is a, like, hardcore, like a saint. Yeah, yes. Um, which, well, I guess she doesn't. I die. actually want to talk Spoiler about how alert. she's the angel of death. Oh, but I think we should just dive in. What a film school uh, essay! I you've know, written here. I know. It like really came the third act of this movie. I had a lot of like, oh, like I had a lot of realization, epiphany. We kind of said this off mic before. Right. I think this is my favorite of the three. I, I, I don't know if I can fully back you, but I, I have. Those I think it might feelings. be a hot take for me to say that because Old Boy is such the star yes. in this trilogy, and then I really do love Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. I do too. This love. one. Um, leaves you on a on a slightly less devastating note and that you walk away feeling a yes, little bit and, better and, and the third act of this movie really was when i was like oh bitch this is the finale of a trilogy and also i thought so different from what we'd seen before yeah i feel like this movie has the most satisfying arc for a main character absolutely and i think that's why you leave the other two you leave this movie feeling horrible and devastated and shocked but you're like okay there's there's a closing of a loop good here. people survived and bad people died yes and i can't say that for the other two and maybe not literally it's like the good people came away relatively unscathed you sure yeah and the bad people actually did get punished right you're not it's not as um there's no innocent bystanders bystanders by bystanders by bystanders um now, did you go into this movie knowing anything about it? No, no. Me neither. And I don't know like, anything. I was like, do I look it up? Do I find out what it's about? I did not. I had no idea. I didn't watch a trailer or nothing. 
And I am I'm glad because it was uh, I think this is probably the easiest movie to do that for. This is probably the easiest movie for uh, an American audience or a non-Korean audience to follow. Very clear. Um, The use of the title coming up on the screen to give information like this is a prisoner. This is how long they were sentenced. Also, the way the titles flew in and out. I really like. And the narrator. Yes. uh, Also, everything really hitting. Yeah. Also, there were full parts of this movie that were in English, so there were. hard to mistranslate or misunderstand when yeah. it's like, well, no, it's fully a language I speak. Yeah, that always confused me. It's like, why is that in English? And then they explained it. The movie's smarter than me. Yes, it is. Every time I try to outsmart it, uh, Mr. Park Jan Wook uh, explained it. Yes. Uh, let's 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 dive into this. Movie. I know. I'm like God. I like no. It begins, but I don't know. It begins. It begins with this information of this young boy Juan Mo who had been kidnapped and we're kind of following the story sure well, like in a true crime way the the prison it ends with her it starts begins with her coming out of prison with the carolers which oh God. i love that see scene. i'm like let's be i can't even remember the beginning but no, yes no i love that scene i also think um there are two visual things i want to point out uh about this movie. One, it's maybe the prettiest movie. I have so many notes about visually how much I think this movie is beautiful. The transition to black and white. The slow transition. The slow transition to black and white was like seamless to the point where like five minutes to the end of the movie, I was like, when did this movie become black and white? When they were like, <laughs> had to, like when they had track. lost a little bit of color and the color had faded, I had yeah. a moment of like, Oh, has it always been this faded? Because old boy kind of looks faded. Yeah. Um, but no, you're losing color yeah. as the movie goes on. I and as I'm remembering this yeah. opening scene with Chris, yeah, that's like bright red. Like there's definitely right. color. You lose it because I remember thinking like in the beginning, I was like, oh, this is much brighter, you know, with the white and the red and uh, everything popping. And then I remember in the middle thinking, I didn't even clock it, but I just remember thinking like. Oh, well, you know, just having a random thought about like early 2000s movies being super darkly saturated mm, yeah, and being like these kind of ugly saturated greens uh, that were happening in this movie, which is not where it started. And then all of a sudden I was like, why are we wearing black and white now when that happened? It yeah. was so seamless and so well done. Yeah. Um, and not gimmicky, not in a no. way that was like too, it didn't play its hand. No, it didn't. Too hard. Didn't By even... the time you realized it, like you, the movie was probably in black and white for like five minutes before you realized. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, this is now in black yeah, and white. So, yeah. So seamless works with the storytelling so well. But yeah, we see our main character get out of prison. That's our, our first That scene. is the opening. Yes. And, uh, you know, she and has, she is beautiful. She is Gorgeous. Jom Cha, this character, a uh, lot is made of of the fact that she's beautiful. Yeah, that, and she really is fucking beautiful. She's really also the hair in this movie. I believe the actress name is Lee Young Ah. Um, yeah, she's yeah. fucking gorgeous. gorgeous. Great hair work in this movie. A lot of people had some great hair in this movie. Yes, a really good hair movie. Because you know what? Women are in these movies now. Yes. And these they are, movies are about women. characters and they are not like torture yeah. bait. I Which mean, actually, uh, in the old boy episode, I had kind of brought up like, you know, I, I hate to be like this person, but yeah, wow. Whenever a woman's on screen in these movies so far, it's like you can, you know, she is either going to be sexually assaulted and or assaulted, like violence is going to happen to her. And we actually got a comment on the Patreon that was like, looking forward to you see Lady Vengeance because it's like, yes, actually, yeah, 
Yes. Yeah. Because there's still, like, still violent things are happening to women, don't get me wrong, but they exist more than just that. They exist more than just that, and they have, uh, yeah, more interiority than just that. And more backstory. We know them a little bit better. We're getting to right. make these people more. Yeah, they don't exist just solely as their trauma. Yes. Um, or things for bad things to happen to. They're so not other related to things. or dating men that are doing bad things. They're Although, more than just that. Some of them some, are still doing sometimes that. Sometimes the fame of they they very much are, but look, but we've all made mistakes. We've all, it, uh, yeah. But she's getting out of prison, and what we learn is that she is in prison for kidnapping and killing a six year old boy. Yeah, a very cute six year old boy. Yes, we are kind of harking back to sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, which is also a kidnapping, right? Of a little um, kid. Uh, gone wrong, which we learn in this movie. It's also a similar thing. But at the time, all we know is that this is what this woman has been in prison for. Prison for, and that she has this reputation of still being like this angelic creature. She comes out. Yes. Part of it has to do with how, you know, good looking she was. They they talk about how even after her her trial and conviction as this like grisly murderer, people were still buying like buying the dress she was wearing when she was right. arrested. I like that little yeah. detail because I think that's so... That's so... Yeah. And, and we can relate to that in America. Like yeah. that, oh, Yeah, that sensationally yeah. And like, yeah, sensationalism. That really is yeah. an internationally spoken language. Yeah, that she became such a sensation because of, you know, she was uh, she was a pretty lady. Roxy Hart. Roxy Hart. Yeah. Famously Roxy Hart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and she she has this reputation of being like a... a, a you know, this angelic figure who in prison uh, became deeply religious and helped a lot of people, uh, which we find out is all true. But when she gets out, there's like this priest and this church choir waiting for her. I guess there's in this place back later, this tradition of eating something white when you get out of prison to yes. represent purity and uh, your new life. She like throws this white piece was of tofu, tofu, yeah. tofu on the ground and uh was like fuck off church yeah uh and that's where the movie starts and i think that's a pretty amazing opening very rock and roll very rock and roll opening yeah uh, i had missed this but she's getting out of prison due to good behavior yes yeah she like helped el we see her like flashbacks of her like helping elderly people yeah. and teaching people in prison and doing all these great things. So everyone's like, what a good Yeah, even the tasks that people didn't want to do. She was yeah. still like eager to do it, helpful to do it, happy to do yeah, it. Yeah, helping um, other inmates. The, the scenes in the beginning of this in the women's prison, this yeah. is when I first noticed like, oh, this is fucking beautiful. First of all, I noticed there's more people in the frame. I think like Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Old Boy, these are stories that are happening like underneath the city or outside sure. of the city, like behind closed doors. So it's very like, one or two people were looking at one person at a time. Like it feels isolated from the rest of whatever is going on in these places right. they live. Okay. And this feels more like, no, I'm aware this is happening in public with other people around at all times. Right. Um, The blocking of how people are coming in and out of the frame. I think especially like there were some shots in the women's prison where like, you see all of the women in the frame, but each of them are doing their own thing. Yeah. There was a shot of Jum Cha and she's praying up against her face up against the wall and her oh, yeah. and her face is illuminated. Yeah. Because she's like so angelic. She right. like she glows. Which which yeah. is like a fantastical element, which there's not too much of that in this movie compared to the others. 
But I just thought like it was so beautiful, so striking, watching bodies like just go in and out of frame. Like yeah. it's almost like Spielbergian. Like he's really good about like how people are yeah. traveling in well, and out of frame, capturing a lot going on in a scene just by capturing a lot of people. Yeah. I just like was more aware of it this time than in the other two. Yeah, I also think this movie definitely is more... I mean, I guess you could say somewhat in sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, our main character does rely on a lot of people, but I, I feel like this movie more so than the other ones because it is about women and this person who, like, it's a little more communal. Their prison yeah. cells have a bunch of people in them. It's about this woman building a community to help her out when she gets out of prison. Which is very akin to what happens at the end of the movie as well. Sure. Building yeah. a community. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, it's a lot less isolated of a story and it involves a lot more characters. I love all the stuff, um, flashing back in the prison. Those are yeah. some of my favorite scenes in the movie where we get a little piece of everybody's story. Very, uh, orange is a new black. Actually. Uh, yes. Yeah. A little bit. And how, uh, Jim Cha has entered all these women's life and has become both, uh, taken over as the quote unquote, witch, but also, uh, kind-hearted. Yeah, she gives someone part of her kidney. She gives someone where, like... A, she she gets justice for a woman who had been, uh, you know, the, the chick that was... I don't want... Sexually assaulting yeah. people in prison? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, like, it's she, like... Yeah, she helps that old... She's doing, like, jailhouse justice yeah, in addition she, to, like, yeah. genuinely doing good things. And, and you know, she's... Like, that's all part of her plan. Uh, even when she gets out, she's on this righteous mission uh, to, you know, get vengeance for herself, but also, like... Uh, vengeance for her daughter vengeance but, for Wanmo's family and it's a little more noble I guess or I guess yeah, that's, I, that's, this that's, is this is the thing though about this movie that is refreshing it there I think for the first time there really is a challenge of like but is this ultimately good like will sure. vengeance lead to yes. status which it has been challenged in the other two films that question and like I, but is I, vengeance enough and i and i think it's challenged in this film because when we get to the third act when she finally enacts her plan it's it's the toughest part of this movie to watch you are watching and you're like i don't think this is helping any of these people yeah um this is pretty I mean, I don't feel bad for the person who is being yeah, uh, killed, but uh, I don't think it's helping any of the parents of these children. Like, mm. this is pretty brutal to make them do still. Um, yeah, no, Jim Cha, it, it, it's like her moral compass points north, but her actions on how to go north are not 100% ethical. Right, and there's still some selfishness involved in it. Oh, definitely. Um, and that's, it's almost like the third act feels like a second half of the, to me, the movie almost has a half. Okay. Because it Because at first, the first half to me is her personal vengeance. I'm going to get my daughter. I'm going to track down these people. I'm going to get revenge on the years that I've wasted in prison, which like, Reminiscent of old boy, reminiscent of sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, that these themes are coming back, kidnapping gone wrong, I've lost my life in prison, I want to get that back, there is a child that is out there, you know, and it's like, where these other two, where these other characters in these other film fails, Lady Vengeance is fucking winning, she does get her daughter back, she does 
manage to commute her prison sentence. She does manage to join society. She is, you know, so she's right. getting this personal revenge. And then to me, the second half of the movie is like, but now who do I want to share this revenge with? And yeah. it to me, like the latter half, I'm saying half, it's not literally half. The latter half of this film challenges revenge in a macro way that I don't think has been challenged in the films before. Because like I said in the films before, it's been seedy, underground, you got to find these people, whatever. This movie is like no regular civilians off the street. Yeah, I guess you she, are now in this. Well, she she throughout the course of the movie is dragging people into her plan. Yes, let's. I I think maybe we're we're it'll be better off like giving a just instead of going beat by beat through the movie, just giving a quick overview. Yeah, of what you know, happened. it kind of always kind of falls apart. It, it to does. This. I mean, we're not great at that part, but uh, yeah, overview, uh, broad strokes of the movie. Yeah. Um, in case you haven't seen it. Uh, but we recommend you watch these movies. Uh, yeah, hopefully. God, it was, it all, was, all of these movies are like so... Start your seven-day free trial of Mubi. Uh, it's I watched. Free. I actually watched this on Tubi. Oh, on Tubi with ads? With ads. But the ads weren't too bad. The ads were like 45 seconds long and they okay. only came up a few times. I started... But it was like jarring. <laughs> like, boom, yeah. Joel yeah, McHale. I, I did not Boom, back watch. to the movie. It I, was crazy. You know, we, I was talking about... Uh, uh, where to watch this movie and uh, finding out movie didn't have ads huge yeah no uh, I had to watch with ads yeah um, not at least it wasn't the Criterion Collection no thank Christ <laughs> although old boy coming to theaters soon this, this month August which I think it's select screenings though I don't know if it's a wide re-release it's but, select yeah, screenings seeing, it's neon yeah. AMC will be carrying it if you have an AMC near you check it yeah. out and if you know Heartbreak I've been debating going and seeing it uh, me too because Heartbreak feels good in a place like that and that movie there's a i don't know if that like, heartbreak's gonna feel so good there's a part of me that thinks i just saw it like i kind of don't need to rewatch it but i also kind of want to see the remastered version i want to the see a remastered in a theater plus uh, the experience of seeing that with other people has got to be like fucking crazy yeah uh for sure but anyway this movie lady vengeance. lady vengeance yeah so, can we just like talk about like that final scene and then yeah, we can yeah i want to give an overview before we talk about the okay, final okay. scene you so, get, so, yeah, so people know what's going on we have um uh our main character jem cha she is imprisoned for i believe 13 years um for the kidnapping and murdering of a six-year-old boy uh we find her we meet up with her she's getting out of prison for good behavior because she's done all these good deeds which we see in flashbacks um, and kind of collected friends along the way in prison. She's known as this like kind of And that's of the, really what prison is all about. The is, friends is the, we made along the, the way. The friends we made yeah. along the way. Um, she gets out. She finds a job at this bakery. Uh, she's very beautiful. She finds uh, this uh, boy falls in love with her at the bakery. Uh, he kind of follows her around throughout the movie, helping her with her plan. Um, and she's using all the people who've got out of prison to kind of help her with different parts of this plan. They all knew that she had this 13 year long plan uh, of getting revenge because she is wrongly accused of this uh, kidnapping and murder. Although, well, we yeah, more. I mean, she has to take the fall. She has to take the fall. We see her. Also, according to the Wikipedia page, the detective knows the whole time that she didn't actually oh, yeah, kill yeah. him. No, he does because there's a scene. The detective is trying to get her. Like, it's very clear she's covering for someone. Because yeah, remember the I, scene with the marble? She asked, what "Yes, the boy." You see, we see what the color was the marble? And, yeah, and we see she's like, actually like dead wrong. And, yeah, and she's dead wrong um, about the color of the marble that this boy was playing with before his classmates saw him get kidnapped. Um, we find out that. Um, 
you know, her, she got pregnant when she was around 19 years old, which is when the crime happened. Yes. Uh, she had this teacher who was hitting on her and her parents kicked her out of the house. And Mr. Beck? Mr. Beck. Uh, she had this teacher who was hitting on her. Uh, so she calls him and uh, basically asks if she can stay with him. And she gets him to agree. And I guess he is a teacher. His MO, he is also the killer of this movie. His MO is uh, he moves around to different schools. He finds kids to hold for ransom. Uh he tries not to kill them, but he is very annoyed by children. So he ends up killing some of them. Because, you know, kids. Kids uh, crying and annoying. Uh, so she, I guess, while living with him, uh, helped him kidnap this kid for ransom money. But he ends up uh, getting killed, the little boy. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Bach, she gets a call from him one day saying he has kidnapped her daughter. And if she ever wants, if she wants her daughter to live, she has to take the fall for this murder. So she does. The detective the whole time doesn't really believe her story, but she's like confessing to this murder. They do a whole thing where they, you know, they reenact what happened, where she has to reenact what happened in a pretty like weird scene. Um, yeah, that was a really good scene. I that, like visually. That visually, was another time that I was like, wow, this super is like disturbing storytelling. Storytelling, and what's really oh, what I thought was a great like show don't tell moment is in the scene. Mister Bach is in the crowd. There are yeah. a bunch of like news reporters there. And uh, the scene is set up and she she's uh, the kid was suffocated with a pillow. She's trying to decide which pillow to take, yeah. a green or a brown one. And he points to the brown leather on his watch to signal her to take the brown pillow. Um, yeah. So she goes to prison during her time in prison. Um, she helps out a bunch of the inmates. So when she gets out, she she enlists them to kind of uh, help her enact this plan of getting revenge on Mr. Bach, which she does ultimately in the third act, which... Ooh, we got to talk about a lot. Yeah. And at some point she goes, she finds her daughter who's been adopted by an Australian couple. Yes. The daughter begs to live with her and she's like, I still got to do this plan. So you're yeah. coming with me. Uh, I also, want- you don't speak any Korean and we cannot communicate with each other. Communicate with each other. But the daughter like insists on going. She does realize that was a mistake at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to Korea while uh, Jim Cha is still trying to kill these people. Uh, kill this man and uh, yeah she takes him on this journey where she like collects all the tools and all the people that she needs to eventually uh, take kidnap Mr. Bach bring him to this abandoned school where he taught uh, bring all of the families together that she well when she finally does get to Mr. Bach uh, on his phone she finds the trinkets of other kids Uh and she realizes He's killed more children. Yeah, than just, than just one. the one. Yeah, his phone charms are all little toys. She and to me, this is when the second part of the movie starts. Sure, yeah. So she notices the marble, the red marble, she said it was like green or something. And meanwhile, uh, the detective of the old case is found. She's like, there are more bodies. And yeah. she finds the detective. And she expresses, you know, if I hadn't had falsely admitted, we could have maybe got this guy and maybe those kids could live. Could have lived, Because yeah. now there's the added... Like I was saying, at first she's seeking vengeance for herself, but now she realizes, oh, but there's like so many more people involved. Yes. So she and the detective together kind of work together to collect these parents, um, show them the in, snuff in, films. In in the most, she finds uh, Mr. Box snuff films, yeah, of him torturing these kids. Um, 
in maybe the hardest scene to watch in this yeah, movie. Yeah, really, really tough. Uh, all these parents are in a classroom watching the evidence of Mr. Bach kidnapping with their children tied up and and them crying. And it's it's really brutal. You see a lot of the parents and family members' reactions to this, which is horrible. Jim Cha reveals that she has Mr. Bach tied up in the other room. Yeah. And the families are left to decide how they want to kill him if if they do want to kill him if they want Jim Cha to do it. Yeah, which, they have the, they have the choice. We they, can send his ass to prison and we could do this through a court and a trial and whatever. Yeah, and or, and, and they yeah. Yeah, or right here right now we can just we can kill end this. And they go through like several different iterations of this plan. They don't want to like relive the trial and the yeah. lawyers and the money that it all takes cuz they also like gave this guy money. And the reveal of why he wanted the money was, I, I was angry. Like I had such a visceral reaction uh, when they said like, you know, he, he had money. Why did he want the money? And she reveals he wanted to buy a yacht. Yeah. I killed five kids because he wanted to buy buy a a fucking yacht and probably would have killed more. Yeah. I, yeah, that's, I had such a like visceral angry reaction. I like stood up. I was, yeah, yeah, that really, yeah, yeah. That was a very effective line where you're like, fuck this guy. But then watching all these people grapple with what they want to do, you know, they talk about like, yes. you don't have the stomach for this. Should we just have Jem Cha do it? And Jem Cha said, that's not going to, you know, she pointed out like, look, I'll do it. But like, I don't think that's why we're all really here. Yeah. Um, well, she's, and I, I also got a, it was like an offering of like, Listen, this is what it, again. This is where she's still an angel. She talks earlier in the movie about like invoking an angel, and there, I think there are times where she does invoke an angel, even if we don't recognize it as being like, well, like ethically or morally correct. Or I mean, like you said, an angel of death. That's perhaps. that's it. So yeah. like she invokes this kindness of like, look, I could kill him, but sh- don't you guys want to at least like <laughs> cut off his foot or something? I like, got a cool gun just to kill him with. Really cool gun. Really cool gun. One yeah. of the coolest guns in movie history, perhaps. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, she says that she also, I mean, this is also part of her pulling, like she's an quote unquote angel. She's doing this quote unquote kindness, but she's also pulling these people. I mean, the, them showing the families the snuff films of their kids. It doesn't feel like a kindness. Mm. Um, it doesn't feel like she's helping she's kind of feeling everybody with like sharing her need for vengeance and anger with everybody else even though i mean she does really she i guess she look we we have to it move it ends with all of them deciding they all want a part of the action they they pick an order at random some of them go in really none of them really go in and like kill them kill them but they stab them for sure. the, the chick at the end does but yeah they all take turns they make a group collective i thought this was ice cold they all took a photo of themselves well that's with the blood to say because when they were discussing right. this they realized well one of us go to the police gem Cha's like i will in lesser words i will fucking kill you if you go to the cops yeah say that right she's uh, like well, so, yeah they were talking about letting one person go and not do it like let people leave and they're like yeah no, it's like, no if, if one of us because if one couple does decide to back out, they could say, well, all of these other couples did it. Yeah. Did, yeah. They all need to, it's either. No like, one really gives a shit about whether the guy lives or dies. They just don't want to get in trouble for doing this. Right. Uh, yeah. So they, yeah, they take a photo and they all clean up the scene and, uh, 
yeah, Jim Chaw leaves. Her daughter is uh, back with the Australian couple who has adopted her. They flew, the Australian couple flew to Korea to- Thank to God. Get, to get their daughter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they needed, but, uh, you know, this kind of like magical smoke fills the house as she uh, as she's going back to her house where the parents are with their daughter. And the it daughter- starts snowing. It starts snowing. The a do- pure whiteness falls from the sky. Ugh. The families that just had to kill that guy, they rush out because, oh, you, you know, here's- because that right, isn't that the tradition? It's like you're presented with something white when you leave prison to yeah. signify like you're clear now. Yeah. Oh, they all go to the bakery and eat cake. In yeah. that really nice moment, there's like a a, a silence uh, amongst the family, and one of uh, the fathers points out that in France, it said when there's like a silence, a natural silence that falls over the table, it's an angel passing over, and they have this long silence, and it's mm. it's 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 a nice moment where I guess they feel like they've gotten some sort of justice. Yeah. Um, and then she goes home, her daughter runs out, gives her a hug, uh, and, uh, presents her with this white cake that the daughter eats. She doesn't at first feel like Jim Cha doesn't feel like at first she can take the cake. Uh, but the daughter is, um, eating the cake and she says like, be, be pure like yeah. the cake. The snow is falling. Eventually like they point out the the snow is falling and Jim Cha just like sticks her face fully. It's in a this really cake. nice final it's image. Really, and then I, I, what I thought at one point, the daughter writes a letter about being like, how could you abandon me? Like you need to say sorry at least three times. Yeah. And I was waiting for that moment where Jim Cha does say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. But the narration kind of tells you like, you know, yes, she's done everything she set out to accomplish, but does she still feel pure? No. And like, did this bring her innocence? And it's like, no. No, I mean, she was still... Yeah, I, I don't think... I think she had a hard time accepting it, even, like, from coming out of prison. She was like, no, I'm not going to eat this tofu. I'm not pure. I have this Well, that's what she says to her scene in a daughter earlier where she's, like... She's explained... Because she uses Mr. Bach as, like, a translator because he's an English teacher. Right. So she when, when she has him, like, kidnapped... She's able to communicate with her daughter. Right. And part of what she says is like, I, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I'm a sinner. Yes. I, I can't. You're pure. I want you to remain pure. You should be pure. I can't be pure right. anymore. I've done horrible things. This was never supposed to, like, you weren't supposed to be involved in this, but like, this yeah. is what's up. Get, get away. Yeah. She never really accepts herself as an angel or if she does, you know, it is an angel of death. I do think that is a good. Yeah. So I think just the the final moment, the, this the finale from, you know, because I'm rooting for her ass. Uh, I'm like, kill this man, yes, blow this man apart. Yeah. Um, I like let's fucking go. And then to me, when this movie became my favorite of the trilogy, and when I really felt like, oh, now this is interesting. Mm. is because I think when the families are brought in to weigh in on the communal fate of this man who is no doubt a monster, because something something else we also learn is these families got to speak to their child on the phone yeah. before sending the oh, ransom yeah. money because it's like, listen, your child's still alive and your child will live if you give me the money because as we learned from the first Sympathy Mr. Engines, this is, I guess common in korea that you just kidnap a kid for a couple of days just to make some money i mean i i think that's ransom is uh, a thing everywhere i don't think i know but i just like korean i guess like in the world of this trilogy this is actually I, like yeah more people think to do this than you realize 
I guess. Just like a quick casual kidnap and then your kid will come back fine. Right. But what these parents don't know is that their child is already fucking dead. Yeah, he's replaying And what they're them. hearing is a recording of their voice. Yeah. They were never going to get their child Which back. Which to me, that's when it's like, yeah, I can take turns killing this guy. I think I could do that. Oh, yeah. That scene where they're deliberating, and Park Chan-wook does this throughout the movie, where he takes audio from another moment and plays it over visually. So like the visual that we're seeing is not always the audio that we're hearing. Sure. It's it's like not just show, just tell. It's like, listen, don't tell. Yeah. And in the moment where they're seeing like, they're taking terms of the video. Yes. Watching those little kids Whew. do those scenes. Look, they're, that, that was- could not have been fun to film. No, that was really hard to watch. I and felt then, bad for the crew. And then another, yeah, I was like, I like for the camera ops and for the child actors, like, okay, and you're really sad, like you're right. sad and scared, like, oh god. Well, because for a child, especially that young, these kids are like six, and they're not like actors. They don't, they don't comprehend this is a scene. You, you get a child to do that. To act. Yeah, like, you have to kind of get them that upset. Like, yeah, yeah, they're their imagination is taking them there. They don't have like a cognitive dissonance to separate. So they're for all intents and purposes in that moment, believing that they are kidnapped. Uh, yeah, it, it's really tough, uh, tougher than, and this is a, a big sticking point in movies. Uh, when she kills a puppy, uh, to test the guns point blank range, she gets yeah. a better puppy. Oh, see, she- I thought she killed the dog. So she knew she could kill. Oh, maybe. I, I I thought as soon as they bought that dog, I'm like, she's going to fucking kill that dog. I thought it was like testing out the gun's range. Testing they do out the gun's a- range, but I also thought it was a moment of like, but with like the most sweet thing on, like, sure. do I have it in me to kill? Because I thought this also came back up with the parents. This yeah. question of, do I have it within me to kill? Right. Which, this is the point I'm ultimately trying to make. That whole seeing the horrors of their child especially like with so many of them in the video asking for their mom, mom, please come oh my get God. me. Nothing mom, dad, where are you? You know, yeah. I, I want to talk about something that was reminiscent of this, but I want to be tasteful. So I just want to give everyone a warning. I'm actually going to talk about something like kind of serious here. Um, I sat in the audience of, um, this was so fucking crazy. I, went and filmed an episode of Dr. Phil. Okay. I got to sit in the audience of Dr. Phil. It was All just right. something doing in an afternoon. Yeah. That's the funniest and lightest part of the story. <laughs> it get, it because up. it was about school shootings. Oh, Jesus Christ. And they had parents on who lost their daughter at Uvalde. <sighs> and something that stayed with me. And then unfortunately, I was reminiscent of in this film was the father, there was a couple and they had lost their daughter and the father was one of the fathers that had been handcuffed and restrained from running into the school. Uh, yeah. So while the police were inside doing absolutely fucking nothing, he was ready to run into school. Like he was yeah. ready to take a bullet. Like he yeah. was like, I just want to see my daughter. Yeah. Um. And he said, and he was very emotional when he said this, he yeah. said, the worst part to think for me is that my daughter was in there wondering where we were and we were just outside and I was doing everything uh, I could. He was like, I nearly yeah. broke my wrist trying to get out of those handcuffs. And that's really stayed with me. Yeah. That you have like you yeah. have to think, your child was thinking, where's my mom? Where's my dad? Yeah. And so here it is being played out fictionally. 
in a movie that's Korean and from 2005. So like, I don't, I don't think Park Chan-wook knew when he put this in the film that it would be so real for. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, this, I mean, dark shit. It's, it's very dark. Yeah. Um, but, but thinking about that and then thinking about that father whose daughter was one of Larry Nasser's victims. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, before he, sentencing, he right. said, Your Honor, I, I don't really care how you sentence him. I just want five minutes alone with him. Yeah. And this is that scene for real. Like that yeah. man in real life was like, just let me alone with him for five minutes. Yeah. And now fictionally, here we are. Yeah. What do you want to do with the man that fucking killed your child? Yeah. That listened to your child beg for you. What are you going to do about it now? And for the first time I felt like in this trilogy, we really have choices. It's yeah. sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. We said, oh, you know, it's so dark. And I mean, but he had to like, what? I mean, I guess he had other choices, but when you're so desperate and we've never been that desperate, how do you know that's the right choice to make? Mm -hmm. An old boy. Well, I mean, how the hell would we know? Like, this is so right. crazy. This is so beyond. What would you even do in this moment? What choice did this guy have? You know, and now here is the moment of choice. And these are innocent people who they've never been to prison. They've never been poor either. They're all, you know, financially, at least in some position that they could send their child to a school. Yeah, there was one family. That, and then yeah. they talked about financially it did ruin us. Like this wasn't anything for right. us. But like these are people, they don't have blood on their hands. They are totally normal members of the community. Yeah, they're victims of a horrible, horrible crime. That that's And that's... I just felt like for the first time, this is the moment that's like, okay, yes, even you in the audience, no, seriously, what would you do given this opportunity? The stakes are are super, super visceral in this movie. And it's hard to fathom because like you relate to to every position of like the people who like can only do it in a group. And you so, mentioned like the woman that said, well, I have a weak heart. Cause it's like, this was the first time that I ever really thought, yeah, could I, could I really fucking kill someone? Well, yeah. What I was confronted with in that moment. Oh, when, when everyone was deliberating is just like, and it, throughout that whole scene really, and probably the point of the movie, does that bring you any peace? Someone does say this. This isn't going to bring yes. our, our son back. Like, do, does does any of that bring you any any of these horrible? Yeah, acts this is of the violence? ultimate question of revenge. Like, yeah. sure, you can get your revenge, but like, what does that do? This is yeah. why, like, I've seen testimony from families of a murder victim, and they're saying we don't want the death penalty for the murderer because ultimately, like, that's not really going to make us no. feel any kind of way other than now two people are dead. Right, and now also, and then you kind of like have to live with whatever violent act that yeah you you did in that room. Um, I mean, yeah, you, and it's not just pulling a trigger. You're given a fucking like this is hand were, to hand. There, there was for real like, the little bit of comedy in that scene. Oh yeah, of the guy he was just holding. It seemed like everyone had like these knives and stuff, and there was this one guy. It seems like he's just holding a stick, and someone goes. I don't right. think that's going to do anything. And then he takes out a huge axe and screws it into yeah. the handle of the stick he's holding. The all, all those people, all those actors were brilliant. They Every were single one of them brought they, so much. A lot and of this them is were thing. from the other movies. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, but the thing, it's like so much realism and humanity. You know, like, right, these are normal fucking everyday people yeah. that haven't, you know, I mean, the worst thing that's happened to them is their child was kidnapped, you know, whatever. But no, like, they're not action movie characters. Who, no, they're yeah. not um, Song Kang-ho in Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. No. Who's like, 
the only like I must kill and like right dude, and we fighter, and we're like yeah, yeah dude I kind of get where you're coming from your daughter was fucking killed for no reason at all right I get this revenge this is like a little bit crazier because these people are like we know we don't even know them they just show up in the movie yeah and they're well dressed right and they are debating like you know do we have it in me the thing you bring up of like is this going to bring us peace the question I would have. And now that I have seen what it is to lose a child just senselessly and violently and like for no fucking reason at all, is there any peace to have? No. Is Was there peace? Bef- no. Like if, if you're already living a, a miserable life of chaos and hell because your innocent child was just for a fucking yacht killed. Yeah. What peace in your life is there to go back to? Why not fuck it up? Yeah. If you have nothing really to live for, because that's the thing about Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. This is that guy's thing. It's like, well, my daughter was my whole life. That was all I had to live for. So fuck it. Right. The last thing I could do before I leave this world is maybe fucking fuck some people up. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I'm not saying they made the right or wrong choice. No, no. I Well, and also I'm trying to think how the movie, at least for those parents, it seems to at least in the moment we are left with them, uh, they have found some peace. Um, Jim Chaw is still haunted by the vision of uh, uh, the the kid that she kidnapped. Yeah. Because she did kidnap that boy, and she does feel a ton of guilt for kidnapping Which him. she cuts her finger off for. Which she cuts her finger off for. Uh, so- and I like that she says, while most parents all have to agree to. Yes. Like they're as much a part of this as anyone. Yes. Really, this was for them. But now that, now that there's more know, victims, yeah. then like we should all agree. Agree together. Like yeah. the 12 angry men of this of yes. it was like uh, yeah. so compelling. And so, again, for the first, I've been watching this horrible violence and being like, yeah, fuck them. Get their ass. Yeah. That was the first time that I was like, and what would I do? And I think ultimately I'm not a mom. So I. I really yeah. don't know, but I I th- I think like the 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 father that wanted five minutes alone with Larry Nasser, I think more parents would probably agree to fucking kill this fucking piece of shit faster than it would be to like yeah go through the courts. Because by the way, that the snuff films would have been evidence. I don't think there's there's no yes there there is no right answer in the scenario, and that's what you're left with. Like everyone kind of came to a decision that was best for uh, um, some sort of middle ground between what was best for them and the group of people. Um, and again, they everyone but Jem Cha seemed to find peace in that. Like they, they had yeah. that nice moment at the bakery, all the parents, and then she's left with still having visions of a grown-up uh, Wu Mo. Yes. Um, who didn't forgive her, who just walked away from her. Yeah. Um, so she, I mean, I guess she if she needed that moment with her daughter. Ultimately, she did find it after like her walk. She was pretty disturbed after the whole scene. But uh, and I think almost putting her face in the cake. It's almost like she is forcing the forgiveness yeah. on herself. Yeah, it, it's almost like she. I mean, because I've done this where it's like if I keep beating myself up over about this, I'm lit. It's literally going to be the only thing I ever think about. Yeah. At uh, a certain point, you have to tell yourself like it's fine. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's fine. It, it's the only way for her to continue her life now is to accept this purity. Yeah. Or this clean slate. 
force it on her yeah force it on herself and make herself believe that but whether she does or not is uh i i would err on the side of she probably doesn't but she needs to try her best too yeah or Um, yeah at the very least move on to to continue to live but uh i also think um in that final scene and like everything with the families uh, this is also a time where i felt grief was really present in the film. Yeah. There was a loss. I felt that people had lost something. I had that in sympathy for Mr. Vengeance when the daughter dies and the mom cries at the funeral and we see the funeral. Like, we have a little bit of that. Yeah. But in this movie, it's kind of more the lingering realization is like, the grief still persists. Yeah. The anger of the grief has subsided, but now the next stages of right. grief can start to come in. And I yeah. did feel like, that scene at the end where they're splitting the cake and Angel passes over, like death felt more real and more consequential in this film. Yes. Than in the other movies. Yeah. I mean, the moment of death in the other movies, I'm thinking particularly Mr. Vengeance, um, is pretty jarring. The finality of death is played out and yes. and, the, and the havoc it wreaks and, you know, at least in the moment, but the the dealing with the aftermath of the grief and uh, the guilt months and, and years after, yeah, uh, it definitely weighs heavier in this movie, and I think uh, makes this movie maybe thematically a little more complicated, a little more interesting. Um, it's certainly not the most action packed of the movies. No, I I felt it was more human for those reasons. Yeah, and I and I I true I like the. St- storytelling of this movie the most it felt uh yes i i liked how it brought in new characters how how other people interacted with the world how she interacted with them um this idea of this like person doing good things for i don't want to say bad reasons but you know uh yeah it's again that's why maybe that's why i call her the angel of death like she is in in a in a fucked up way, like she is providing good for these people. Yeah, uh, I think those families ultimately. I I don't. I can't say they're like happy, but they definitely feel like some kind of completion. They were given an opportunity that a lot of other parents don't get. Yeah, yeah. She was, yeah, providing some sort of service to people ultimately throughout this movie. Uh, the means of which were violent and uh, a little gruesome, but. Uh, it seems like the end result is other people's relief. Yeah. At least. Really? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know about how all the prisoners she helped. I don't think all those people are like leading like wonderful and excellent lives, but they're relieved. They're They're relieved of some suffering, something that was weighing over them. Yeah. And I mean, and yeah, she does take that on like all of their pain and suffering. Yeah. Uh, to some extent, she takes all of that on for other people. Uh, and has a hard time forgiving herself because of it. Mm. Um, I I think this is probably the, a martyr, like a true martyr, like a true martyr. Yeah, I think this is probably yeah the most layered version of vengeance that we get, and leaves you all these movies leave you with a lot to think about. I think this movie sparks m- the most interesting questions. Yes. Yes, I think, uh, yeah, I also like maybe even as simple as changing from the other two films to this film from like a woman's perspective. Yeah. Um, even how we see that relationship with motherhood in the film sure. and parenthood is a part of it. I mean, the, the dads are involved. I mean, it's not just like 
just mother and child. But old boy and sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, these are dads seeking revenge on their children. There's something like a little bit more intimate about, like she even says, like, I remember when you were growing inside me. Yeah. I remember how that felt. There, Yeah, there's something definitely more intimate, more personal, again, more communal about this movie and how it brings other people in. And it's not just singularly focused on mm-hmm. uh, one person's perspective or their ripple effect or, with the people around them. Like people, other people are very intimately involved yeah. in the actions of there's this a movie. Commu- it's a community. Like she really does create a community. community. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I think the the shifting of perspective for man to woman is like a really refreshing. Uh, it's seamless in these movies too. Like it, seamless, it, it didn't seem like um, it fits perfectly. I think yeah, the women's prison was super interesting to watch. I yeah. think hearing all of these women's stories, the bank robbery, yes, uh, especially that that couple, yeah, lighthearted great. too. Yeah. Like definitely moments of just like true levity. Yeah, um, yeah. I this movie was. You know, very intense and visceral, and in parts hard to watch, but uh, really beautiful. But like really I really beautiful. can't. I, I thought like visually, so many scenes, so many frames, just on their own. I thought this yeah. is so striking and pretty, and yeah. I also think it's layered. Like you really, the other movies, uh, the tone is pretty heavy throughout. Mm-hmm. This balances a tone. Uh, but as multiple we lose tones color, yeah. like, and I also think like as the movie fades into black and white, the choices kind of do become more black and white. It's like we can wax poetic about ethics all we want. At the end of the day, what do we want to do with this guy? We're either going to punish him ourselves or someone, you know, like right. the choices these characters have to make, the conversation, even like, like crime and punishment as simplistic as, well, if someone kills my child, I'm going to fucking kill them. Yeah. Which is like so human 101 like right. the earliest form of justice in any civilized society is eye for eye like right i uh, you know it it seems like almost natural to seek this revenge and that's the right answer but then what is actually unnatural is like but can you take a knife and stab somebody and does that are are you more- capable of inflicting severe pain hearing a man writhe in pain i think are you capable of it which this movie deals in a way with in a way that the other movies didn't yeah um, because the answer with the other two movies was yeah sure uh where this uh struggled with that question a little more but also and more importantly to the like theme of the entire trilogy not only can you do it but does that help yeah, what I'm does act- that do for you in the end? Yeah, I'm actually looking at Park Chan Wook's uh, filmography since Lady Vengeance because I knew about The Handmaiden. I haven't seen that. Oh, The Handmaiden's great. Decision probably- to leave is interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, beautiful. I'm like, fam- I need to watch. Yeah. more. But I've been familiar, and I was just realizing, like, since, and I had this thought, like, since Lady Vengeance, have all of his protagonists been women? A uh, decision to leave is, is a man. A, yeah, I, I would. That's what I was looking up and questioning. Yeah, uh, I mean, there, the coat. It's a man and a woman. Handmaiden is definitely like a woman in story, but decision to leave follows a male detective. Interesting. Um, but not just because I, I, women play a heavy role in the movie, but yeah. Um, I was just thinking. Oh, it's got like you know, because the handmaiden b- being like yeah, almost like a piece of feminist literature. The way yeah. I've heard about it, reviews read. Um, anyway, 
with that digression. Yeah. So all of, I mean, is there anything in the middle that there were some like lines and things that I'm trying to remember that I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh, I like the use of the term damn bitch in the women's prison. They seem uh, yeah. to like say that all the time. Damn bitch. Yeah, they say that all the time. And uh, when she gives the kidney to the other person, I loved that said, scene. Yeah. I loved when that they scene. wake up and she has donated the kidney to the other person, and she says, "Now you can stop, bitch. Now you can stop crying." Yeah, love they, that. Yeah, it was a great scene. Uh, yeah, John Cha, she's great. Uh, again, I'm the actress name. I looked it up before. Lee Yunhua, she's wonderful. Because she is, like, the movie says, oh, she's beautiful and charismatic and everyone likes her. Okay, it's one thing for the narrator to say that. It's another thing for the woman to literally be oh, that. She and she that. literally Every, is. Yeah. So engaging, so captivating. So likable. Everybody around her. Really nice, detailed performances. Yeah. Everyone around her is, like, drawn into her orbit because she, like, is a pretty person. But also a good person, like, is helping all these people. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, like, even though she commits some pretty heinous acts and doesn't see her way, she's, she's a, uh, she has, you know, a moral compass. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. A, a strong moral compass. And, she is, uh, she's a vigilante. Yeah. Oh, what a good movie, though. Yeah. You, I, you no, think I, this ranks, uh, this is one for you? I, th I actually kind of think so. Just, like, gut, it's gonna opinion be number one. I will say, I wish I hadn't heard so much about Old Boy by the time I saw it. Yeah. Because it is a wonderful film that I probably will see in theaters. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I need to see that twice because the first time it was just like, oh, right. I remember people talking about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I find with these movies, with all of these movies, the more space I get from them, the more I like and that them. Is, yeah. Too. Very true. Uh, I remember leaving Mr. Vengeance being like, I don't know. And then the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. It grew on me. And I think, I mean, I liked Old it Boy and It has certainly left Vengeance. an impact. I, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, I think about yeah, so, quite a bit. Yeah. Really enjoyed that. I get, I think this is my number one, though. Yeah. For that last scene with the, everything that I've talked about, I thought just really was so refreshing and so different. I, yeah, I don't know. Cause I know whatever I say now, my answer is going to change yeah. uh, as I get more space from them. But Lady Vengeance is the one that I've walked away with being like the most like, wow, what a great movie initially instead of like, Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, and, and even though it's like an unofficial trilogy, this has the feeling of a third movie where, like, it does kind of give you a wrap up. It does kind of give you enough to chew on, but also you have enough answers. It, it completes the arc of the thesis Com of the movie. Absolutely. Of like, what absolutely. Does, what and that's what I love about yeah. this with the fam because it really is like, okay, now, audience, you've been cheering these characters or like you know you've been watching this and you've been the bison but like here what if you literally yeah. could get revenge well you you watched vengeance play out in three different stories and three with three very different um consequences or mm. endings like it, it, it's pretty dark and solemn at the end of mr vengeance the answer is a pretty resounding like this just fucks everybody up this is not worth it old boy he does at the end with the witch like he is tortured but he does seem to oh but that lingering question on that movie is it, that, so that, disturbing that, that's a very like woo 50 50 even even the not. choice to go and to be like i'd just rather not know is like fuck that's fucking crazy yeah it's uh you wish you could yeah. go back to just fucking this yeah. girl like that's crazy yeah it, that leaves you with a little bit of like i don't know like that's pretty much like an ambiguous 
as ambiguous. Yeah, but also that guy is like fucked up. Fucked. Yeah, that's as ambiguous as it gets, but he is fucked up. Uh, irreparably fucked up. Yeah. Uh, his life is irreparably fucked up. He is physically irreparably uh, fucked up. Uh, yeah. He can't communicate anymore. Uh, so oh, that's right, because he cut out his tongue. And this one still, it, it seems like, you know, they're going to have trouble with it and it's going to haunt them getting this vengeance is going to haunt them for the rest of their lives like any of the trauma they've realized but um at least there's a sense that she can try to move on yes um whether she could have done that without enacting this horrible plan is also you know i'm gonna be honest it's never gonna give you an answer you've been kind of like a horrible and they're doing horrible things and blah 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 Dude, I don't I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't know that if I was a parent, I wouldn't be like, yeah, give me the fucking knife. Oh, of course. I, yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. I For her, obviously, it's going to linger because she was culpable in the and also yeah. her taking the fall for that one murder led to four other murders. So like right. she does have the guilt. Guilt. Yeah. I understand that. I'm, I'm th- thinking about it more from her perspective than the Yeah, I was going to say cuz I th- I think the families are walking away from this almost scot free. Oh, that yeah, I I think so. They I mean you saw that's why I said they you saw they had that like sense of peace at the dinner yeah. and she did not. Um they they clearly were at peace with their decision and what happened and God bless them for that. Uh, yeah. I, I can't say what I would do, but I don't blame anybody for whatever their decision would be in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, her specifically is going to have to like force forgiveness on herself. Yeah. And force that sense of peace for her. I, I don't know. I would watch a sequel to this. Um, I just love the way it ended. In the no, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. we need or, you know, whatever, yeah. but I like like this if we're talking about like a trilogy yeah like this also could be the first movie of a trilogy that's about lady vengeance you know what i mean because like well, she is a vigilant we kind of made a joke about batman earlier but like she kind of is the batman to I these mean, people i i think about kill bill a lot with this movie yeah oh too. yeah very much so, uh, yeah. which is like the westernized well uh, i mean tarantino park chan wook is like is, yeah sympathy for mr vengeance is yeah Oh, Tarantino's like, I want to make that movie. Yeah. Always oh, that the, movie the, is the movie the I want to make. Inspiration from this movie that uh Kill Bill took is super clear. Yeah. Um, and I fucking love those movies. Yeah. Uh, hopefully those become a trilogy. Uh, oh. If we could see Old Boy at New Bev. Oh. Which I don't know why. Maybe the re-release isn't in fil- I, I can't imagine they would it I might think be a digital remaster. Probably. I'll check the calendar, but that Ooh, would be look. that'd be really cool to see because Tarantino brought that movie to America. Yeah, like I mean, he brought Park Chan Wook to, to America, America. Truly, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I mean, I get where you're, what you're saying. I I could make an argument for Lady Vengeance being my favorite of these trilogies too, but I I can't. Uh, yeah, that might be. I I think they're all excellent. They're all excellent. The excellent. Rod- I really loved all the of them. Rotten Tomatoes of it all has old boy lady vengeance sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. And I think justice for sympathy. I think sympathy for is like sitting at 79. I think that uh, is it like, has a bad critic score and a good audience score, which they, is interesting. They need to do the pitchfork thing where some critics revisit, go back and revisit yeah. and say like, I think actually. It, it needs to, well, I think that's why the audience score is so high because the critic scores stayed where it was at when it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When we, it, we talked about this on the episode. It being released in America in 2001. Like maybe yeah. the vibe was just like not good. Yeah, um, <laughs> vibes were bad. Vibe in was a little weird, but I all America. all three of these movies I think are excellent. These are three of some of the best movies we've watched. Yeah, these are movies I now I want to be like a Park Chan Wook completionist. 
Yeah. I've been waiting to finish this trilogy before I you watch the rest in. of his movies. Yeah. But like, You're gonna I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward because like so far three for three. Yeah. Um, uh, these are great movies. I, yeah, Sarah. Difficult to like talk about necessarily kind of um, I mean, yeah, heavier they're not, conversations. Definitely. They're definitely. Sorry for bringing in like a real life school, school shooting, but I just. It was crazy, like the video, and that was like so disturbing that they had to film that. Because yeah. like, oh my god, these like, movies are not uh, ones to go into lightly. So our discussion of this is obviously not going to be light. Yeah, sorry, sorry for making it heavy, but, but that just is a- keeping it real. You know, unfortunately, like again with old boy, like we could have been like make all the jokes we want. The reality is, people are victims of incest every single day, and yeah. and it's actually a horrible crime. Yeah. Um. And a terrible thing to do to a person. Um, yeah. So like th- th- this is real. The shit we're talking about is very real. Yeah. Um, we're going to yeah. pivot. I think we're we can announce pivot. our we're next gonna, trilogy. I, I think we're going to announce. I mean, we love this trilogy. It was we're, really good. Don't yeah. go. If you're going to watch them starting now, uh, don't go into it uh, with a light heart. Know what you're getting into here. Uh, they're heavy. They're these are heavy. dramas. These are dramas. Th- these are heavy movies, but I think very really, effective. Very effective. Very worth the watch. If... Um, you're down down for that kind of ride. Um, but yeah, we're going to do a hard pivot because we need it. Uh, yes. I, yeah. We're, uh, these have been very serious conversations that Sarah and I are not used to having. Um, so we are changing pace entirely. We are going into a comedy trilogy. One that... Trilly? A comedy trilogy? I've been having a hard time completing words today. Yeah. Um, no, we're pivoting to a comedy trilogy that has been recommended to us several times. I've it's been, another... Yeah. Figurative trilogy, not a literal trilogy, but we are going to be hanging out with our friends, Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright, for the Cornetto trilogy. Nick, what's his last name? Nick, um, fuck, Nick Frost. Frost. There Nick we go. Frost. I almost said winter. I was like, winter, snow. Frost. I was saying Anderson. I'm like, I know that's wrong. I, uh, yeah. Nick I know Frost. that's wrong. Nick Frost, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg. Uh, the gang. The gang. We're doing the Cornetto trilogy. And it starts with Shaun of the Dead, does it not? Yes. We have done. We picked this trilogy. I don't even know we, the first one. Moments before we started recording, but I think it's going to be a great bridge. Look, you know what movie's coming first. You've already seen them. You've seen them. Now's a great time to start rewatching them with us. Uh, we're very excited. It's going to be fun. It's a good bridge. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Most importantly, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good. Oh, yeah. So, Sean and Dead Hot Fuzz uh, at the World's End. Yes. Um, Cheers. Gonna be a good time. We're gonna have some pints. You're gonna hear me try to do a British accent. We work on that. We're gonna keep working on it. I'm sorry to our UK friends. Uh, But yeah, we're looking forward to it. I think it's a great bridge, a great segue out of the darkness. But uh, still, uh, you know, we'll talk about themes and stuff. Absolutely. Talk about movies and stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll see you on that one. See ya. Oh, should we plug? Yes. Let's plug. Um, thank you all. If you're a <laughs> member of our Patreon, I, I you heard me mention it in the show, but we read the comments. We like to see feedback. We like to hear from y'all. So um, check out the Patreon. Some episodes are available for free. Um, and then there are some that you're going to want to get behind a paywall. I think the lowest tier is like three bucks a month. Yeah. If you got three bucks a month lying around, I think it's worth it. A uh, lot of great shows on the network. Thank you for your continued support. I'm on Twitter. Well, Whatever that I'm, is. Yeah, the site formerly known as Twitter. If that's still around while you're still listening to it, it's at SK underscore Griffith. Or maybe try me on Instagram at Sarah Griffith. Maybe we should be plugging that instead. I guess so. I mean, yeah. Because Twitter is so volatile. And I, it might not even be called Twitter 
at the time that we're recording this. Right now, we don't know if it's still called Twitter. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on that bird website at Bridget Tweets. Um, we're also making a movie over at Small Bean. So keep yes. following us for uh, updates on Papa Bear. Uh, we're very excited. Sarah and I uh, follow us. We're also making a sketch series. There's a lot of fun stuff coming down the pike. So, uh, you know, watch us on the Instagrams or Twitters. Uh, we'll find a way to get it the word out Somehow. to you. Newsletter. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you at the Coronetto Trilogy. Lights, camera, Action. We're shooting threes, just SMB. We're gonna watch and review film trilogies. It's all for laughs, so just sit back. We're gonna drop hella dimes on this podcast. <laughs>